0: Hello, this is Kiyi, the label lead of Feelers, an artist-run art and tech label based in Singapore. Welcome to Generative Dreaming, a series of conversations I facilitate around art making. In each episode, two artists of different disciplines chat about what, why, and how they make what they make, as well as their visions for the future and the wider world. Their conversations show us how we persist through courage, community, and creative strategy, not just as artists, but also as people. In this pilot episode, I speak with transmasculine arts practitioner, Zafia Yap, about our artistic practices across screens, bodies and performances. We focus especially on their video work titled, Office Hands Edition, which was made as a part of Feelers Labs' programme, an initiative for artistic and technological experimentation amidst the pandemic. We recorded this conversation in the office with quite meager equipment that I had at home at the time, so do forgive the fuzzy quality and ambient noise, and we hope that you still enjoy the conversation.
1: My name is Safiya Ya. I am an arts practitioner based in Singapore. My practice is based around world building. I like to call myself a repackager in between a sort of pre-writing and post-reading state. So I draw information from different sources and piece them together to build a world that is a possible trajectory for our present. So the world I'm currently building centers texts or information that deviates from the status quo. So they always say a good way to think of the future is that it's already here. My artworks are artifacts from this future world. In my head, the more artworks I create, the stronger the bridge between the future world where I'm happy and our present becomes.
0: Hello, I'm Kia Ye. I'm a Singapore-based transdisciplinary poet and performance maker. I work primarily with text and movement, though sometimes I also work with inanimate objects. And my work often speaks and moves within the spaces of desire, speculation, Futurity and ecology With undercurrents of love and deep time So today we're gonna I guess talk a little bit about Our practices and also About the project that you did For the LABS program at Feelers Which is uh, it was kind of a response To the COVID situation Where we wanted to look at how Performance could be Reimagined uh, remotely Or through other mediums uh, At a time when Basically, people were at home, and there, were, there was no way for uh, a lot of live performances to be shown to audiences. So I actually invited you to propose a project for this uh, labs program, and I could feel like at the start you weren't so sure about how to respond to the prompt uh, because of the performance element, but you, you did end up uh, making a video work called Office Hands Edition for it. Yes. So could you tell us a little bit about
1: what the work is? So Office Hands Edition is a video work where I sort of self-monitored my movements at work and re-enacted them in the motion capture studio. The result was this video. Mm. It's basically like a... I think it's more like a research or maybe experimentation. But I was just trying to figure out why I'm getting all of these pains like like a typical office worker, your neck is very tense, your fingers are sort of jammed, your form is very is very swan. And yeah. So I just wanted to figure out what my positions were or what were causing this discomfort. Mm-hmm. And and when you say research, you mean
0: the project was a way of researching on your
1: your own experience. Yeah, I was keen also, as in, I think most of the time when you do work, you don't really pay attention to your posture Mm. until maybe when it hurts, Mm. yeah, Mm. so I think this was um, maybe a more reflexive, maybe a research the wrong word, it's just a very reflexive response. Like a way of looking at at yourself. And I think that was the first thing that came to my mind when you spoke about performance and art la, and video capture.
0: Mm. Yeah. So so performance is not really your usual medium?
1: Yeah, I'm actually curious how you ended up at this idea. At that point of time, my job was literally an office desk job la. Mm. So I was also facing a lot of these uh, physical pains. So when you told me about the labs team, mm. that was the first thing I connected to la. Mm-hmm. Um, My understanding of performance is also not very in-depth. Performance probably to me is really uh, movement. It's very physical, there's exhaustion, all of that. But performance as in rehearsals, that kind of performance, I'm not familiar at all. So mine is really more like Mm -hmm. Mm movement-based than any other elements, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so I guess then
1: You were kind of thinking about A body-related Approach? Okay So I was looking at my own body I didn't Mm. really think about Anything else
0: Mm -hmm. So do you feel like You actually performed In the end? Or like there was some
1: performance In your work? Definitely yes Because uh, I think first off is I had to work with a team The idea of performing for me Is like There is someone else There as well Either watching you Or whatever Mm. Yeah. So the audience. The audience, having an audience. Yeah, and I had to like squeeze the, because of the technicalities of mocap, you can only maybe motion capture the best is one to three minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: the, the actual duration of the, the posture is actually very long.
0: Uh. Uh, like when
1: you hunch over, it takes, right. it's slowly slowly you hunch. It's not like within one minute you hunch. You know, like your oh. body stays still for very long.
0: So, so do you mean that for the motion capture to work, you had to
1: slow, do the action very slowly or um, actually the action itself is... I thought the motion capture could like last one whole day, something like that. Then uh-huh. I could just capture... Like I really just do work as per normal. Mm. Then they just capture as long side. But then I think the performance element came in because we needed to shorten each and every capture to one to three minutes. So I had to be more specific. I had to plan,
0: mm. I think.
1: You know, I cannot just... Free flow, what uh, I usually do. Yeah. Okay,
0: and that for you is also like kind of like performing. Yes. Like right. having a a plan or like having yeah, a set right. of steps that you Okay. Okay.
1: I think I'm more curious for you, since you have a performance practice, what what does it mean? Like, performance to you, movement, bodies?
0: I think for me, the idea of performance involves a sense of awareness, or like a heightened kind of consciousness, and it might not necessarily involve an audience. Yeah, my performance practice, I think, is really about movement that is very conscious, that is very aware, and is very intentional. And I think the the awareness is is a lot about how I'm moving the energy around in the space, or what kind of energy I'm trying to convey, rather than, say, like, a story, or, like, a facial expression, or a visual because I think I, I imagine that for for example for dance you have to think a bit more about what the audience is seeing in terms of like the beauty of a line or the shape on stage um, I think I do consider that but a lot of my performance is more about sharing or allowing someone to witness if there is an audience a very conscious body that can also expand out to touch or interactions with other bodies or other objects Maybe that's not a very useful definition of performance but I think for me it's, it tends to be it's a more of a state or set of principles of moving as opposed to like a, a form where you have a certain set of actions like belly for example have like first positions. yeah you have certain form I feel like my performance practice is just an amalgamation of whatever forms it has taken up um, and it's also a way of then seeing what the body carries for example um if you let's say you have trauma but yesterday you also experienced joy i think your body would carry or express some of these things together at the same time so then there's a kind of accumulation or like a sharing of different histories or different physiological or like emotional experiences you've had but they all they all show up in the room together i think that for me is also performance
1: reminds me a bit of like soma therapy
0: Mm. when
1: you mentioned that the trauma is stored in the body and being conscious of it
0: yeah I, I guess also because I, I see performance or performance practice as a way of healing by allowing stuff to come out for yourself um, whether you want someone to see or not whether you want an audience for it or not that's kind of up to you but I think even if there's nobody there you you are witnessing yourself. Because sometimes if you allow the body to do what it needs to do, things will come up that you don't expect to come up. And then yeah. in that way, your body is sort of performing for you or trying to tell you something that you cannot predict. And then that could be healing. It could also be triggering, obviously. So that I think there's like aftercare or boundaries that you need to have, even if you're just doing it alone. Going back to like the soma element, I think there is a healing element to how I see performance, which is also why I started out more like maybe a more traditional form of theatre, but then I kind of moved away from it because I think those traditions can also be healing, can also uh, allow you to see yourself. I think there's more, there are more layers going on, like more masks because you're trying to maybe embody, you're trying to embody a character's pain or you're trying to take on Things that are not always already in you or you're trying to tap on things that are in you to present the story of another thing.
1: Okay. Um, do you have a routine? Because you mentioned that performance is more like a set of criterias and you mentioned the it's a state of mind also, like a conscious body. So do you have like a, a, a routine or how you get into that conscious body?
0: Now at this point, it's easy to just enter the state quite, quite easily. But... I think what helps me a lot is having a meditation practice. There is some training. Not that I see it necessarily as a like, oh, you must improve and get to this point, but like there's a sort of maintenance of awareness. Because I think when I don't really meditate or when I don't really have more conscious movements, it's easy to lean into slightly more zombie or like slightly half asleep kind of states. Because I think a lot of maybe modern society or the way we cope involves being half asleep. So yeah, meditation for me helps to maintain that. There's also some level of shutting out the external world. So like I would just, even if I'm just standing there and I'm moving into that state, I sort of lose sight a bit of what is beyond the performance area, whatever that may be. So it might be my room, it might be field, it might be an actual stage. Um, I think I sort of forget that the audience is there, which is not something every uh, performance tradition will appreciate but it's hard for me to focus on the audience I've explained it to someone before as like a trans state so almost being like possessed or like you're just on a different kind of plane not, not the most concrete routine but, but the kind of things I do is to move to a more transcendent state Actually, then how would you describe your own practice in terms of a routine or anything you have to maintain to do it? Because I feel like maybe it's quite a different medium, but it's not without its trainings and stuff.
1: I guess in terms of bodily, for me, I definitely need to, I I think this is quite entangled with my core, that I need to either work out or something to clear my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not a conscious body But more like Getting that mindset Or that state of mind To create
0: Ah uh, okay. okay So like having that Physical training Or physical exhaustion Yeah Sort of helps you to Be more creative Yes yes.
1: So do you run Before you sit down And do stuff mm. I, I feel that's the best way For my creative self To to work Like I need to Exercise first Then I go and Wow Create yeah. So what kind of exercise Do you do? Uh, running then weights. I do uh, Now that because I'm in stations, mm. I have access to more like like casualties, you know, the hoses, all. So there's more interesting workouts than just normal static weights, Ah, uh, Wait, you say casual? Casual, like, like dummies, dummies. Body dummies. Oh, so you actually practice with body dummies? Yes, yes. Like, like just to drag, you know, like in the fire, you drag them out, those kind of things, yeah. Although I don't I don't practice Create art in station But all these Different Mobility Strength Training Mm. Is really helpful to Even a day before I create It's it's important Mm. That I work out Yeah Actually I'm curious As How would you have responded Like technology and uh, Yeah I'm wondering if you Even you, you I mean Because you approach So many people About work well, I'm sure you Like have some idea Of what You actually Would like to do also
0: Hmm I would want to Move Or perform With a robot Literally Like a robot Ideally It doesn't look like Human robot Like just a, a robot That moves <laughs> by itself
1: or There's the uh, MRT, right? Those that wash the floor.
0: Yeah, I guess that would be interesting. In the, uh, Marymount. <laughs> the MRT station <laughs> has one if you're interested. It's always okay. there. I can still realise my art <laughs>
1: proposal, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chatbot.
0: Mm, Chatbot's not are very human. Yeah. Maybe not a chatbot. Right. Yeah, because I think I'm more interested in like, physical movement with the thing rather than talking language uh, I was also thinking Of like a holographic Body oh, That's cool That means a body I cannot touch I think I'll be so angry As oh, I do okay. the performance I'll be like What do you mean I cannot touch the body What do you mean I cannot touch the body That's like Like huh Then how am I supposed to know How am I supposed to know okay. um, But I think it will be Very interesting Yeah Because actually A lot of my interests Are performing With non-human mm. Consciousness Or non-human Objects, Honestly, like...
1: Dragon fruit.
0: Yeah, like dragon fruit. Um, I wanted to make a performance with my
1: laptop. Okay.
0: That means treating my laptop as an object that I move with, but I haven't, I mean, it didn't work out. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, so maybe that's what I would have done. Going back to Office Hands Edition, given that it's more kind of body or performance oriented than what you usually do, which is more screen-based, I feel... I suppose it's kind of an outlier in terms of your practice, in a way. Um, but do you, do you feel like it has any resonances or like connections with what you you
1: normally do, whether it's like themes or technology? I think one that still resonates with my practice is avatar creation, even though avatar creation isn't really a significant theme in Office Hands edition but uh, I, I had to go through that process of creating my own avatar. I think in a lot of my works, I have been very avoidant with showing bodies. Mm. Yeah, I think this is the first few works that I deal with the body directly. And specifically with this work, I had to communicate with Zoe, who is my MOTEC guru, mm. to create the body that I envision myself to have. I guess that's not really resonating with my practice but um, I, I found that process to be very like it was something that was intriguing to me like I could feel like I could branch off from just specifically that creation mm. process to uh, it could be another work yeah yeah
0: I think it'd be interesting because I'm recalling now
1: the other avatars I've seen in your work mm. they're all very not like me yeah, yeah they're all very like uh, game characters
0: it's- it does seem like you have a a strong interest in Self mm. Self but like Through a different lens um, Which yes. I guess ties back I to
1: You I call it narcissism It's okay <laughs> I saw that word no. <laughs> In your eyes uh. When you paused to no, say self No 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 self. I'll
0: try to I'll try to find another word <laughs> nah. Cause I don't feel like I don't feel like it's Self as well You're trying to imagine the future But through your own identity I don't know if that makes sense so it's not narcissistic <laughs> I feel like usually when people imagine a future world they maybe start more macro level like oh the government like that and I built the world and it looks like that but I felt like the way I saw you reimagining the future in some of your earlier works was more like through the, the single player like even in the work where you roam and explore yeah when you explore the space of seeing the future but it was very like single player mode because a lot of Imaginations of the future That I have encountered Tends to be more of like A god's eye approach But this was very One human being yes. Kind of round So that was quite cool Was it uncomfortable To bring the,
1: your body Into this world? How did Absolutely. you yeah. okay. I, I don't like I think this is the first work Where I I put the spotlight On my own body Like mm. you see that it's me Inside the video Usually I would use Something else you know, Or totally avoid The body at all So yeah, definitely And plus speaking to others About my own desires I don't It's definitely not comfortable Mm, Like your own desires In terms of What the body should look like Yeah, or what I want Or what I feel best represents me Even though That's not how I look like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah But it felt important to you To have your actual body Like sort of represented Here instead of like say Using an avatar yeah, I, I mean, this one was really uh, a response to my my own pains and stuff. So I, I thought having a, like a human body is more appropriate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I, I wouldn't say there's a lot of conceptual rigor behind why I use my own body. It's more of, I was really keen on motion capture and I was really keen on avatar creation and I never recreated my own body. So I thought, wow, oh, this track.
0: Do you think you will recreate again or use this avatar, like a similar avatar for other things? Because you mentioned like, it, could, it could be his own project. project. Mm.
1: I would definitely be keen to recreate myself again. I, I don't know how, but I think in my practice, I work through a lot of my emotions mm. through my works as well, the processes. So recreating my own avatar would definitely open up cans of worlds. And then I would have to work through them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Maybe going back to,
1: to the more technical aspects yeah. of the project, since it is actually quite technical. It's, uh, yeah, I feel that this project is more technical than conceptual.
0: So I, I, I do feel like part of the research that you did beyond like researching your own body was also actually meeting the tech for yes. the first time and trying to make it work yes, yes could you tell us a little bit about the technical process and like what what were the
1: challenges of motion capture for you i think the first one is finding out the limitations of the more cap itself how the capture only works like okay it works but then it captures best at this sweet spot where it's like a very like it's like just a table space. Mm. If you go off that table space, the connection is not that good, so the capture is not that good either. Which was fine because my my movements are quite minimal, but also the duration of how much how long the motion capture can capture. So that meant that I had to plan. I self monitored my movements. I planned the movements and created a short list and. On the spot, we had to like double check if the movement was okay before we proceeded. Mm. So it was really more like a like you know how they film shows or TV shows. Mm. You have to check whether the role is okay before you move on to the next scene. So that was, the, I think, the first part. La. The actual mocap itself, we had to do a lot of calibration with my own body with the technology because, well, it's a motion capture application, mm. but... They still the technology doesn't recognise bodies, you know. It's capturing like points, I think, mm. uh maybe coordinates or something. They're all just codes. It's not actually then it's then translated into a visual body. So it's not actually like recognizing a body per se. Mm. So there was a lot of calibration we had to retake as well. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. So so in a way, the the technology has no conception of the a human body
1: body Yeah, We have to add in all the details, all that. Right, right. And so what it's receiving is just like data. Yeah, it's just data, basically. uh, And you have to put that data into a body. mm, 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 mm. Then the last part was, I I think the most tedious part, which was the post-processing, where you have to piece everything together. The texture, the skeleton... The animation, the mesh itself, then rigging. Rigging is like the act of putting the body onto the skeleton and then making sure that when when you move it, it doesn't like go haywire. Like it moves properly. It moves like a human body. Yeah, so I think that was the most difficult part because we were using a lot of different softwares and we were trying to import the export of different softwares into each other to make one whole animation there was a lot of debugging uh, because I think each software has their own quirks they, they might not even though it's the same digital file it might not translate well to the next software
0: and there was not really a way to do it
1: on the same yes. software because we it happened during COVID so actually we didn't have much access to the mocap studio and the normal animation studio afterwards so a lot of it has to be done on separate computers and so, my computer doesn't have Maya, so I only have Blender. Whereas the mocap is taken with Maya. Mm-hmm. And then the video itself was in like DaVinci or Premiere Pro. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So, now that you've been through this process, right. would you do another motion capture
1: project? I definitely would want to try motion capture again. Maybe I try to stick with Maya Everything done in Maya Make sure that The software that I'm working with Is able to Translate with one another I think Unity and Maya Can translate quite smoothly If I'm not wrong you as a performer, when you view such a video work, right, what is something that you look up for? Oh. Because yeah. I guess for video work, like, there are certain elements maybe we look up for. Like, I don't know if you're a performer, how do you view such a video? Like, Do you even see it as performance?
0: I think for me, it's hard to see the video work as performance. Okay. At least because my, my, my performance practice is so much within the body. Because I feel like you can have a performance practice that goes beyond your body and like very physical realities. Um, but I, I would struggle to see a, a screen-based work like your video as a performance. Yeah, the only reason why I guess I saw it a little bit more as a performance is because I knew the process of motion capture. So then I could see, or I was interested to see how that was translating and then imagining backwards like from the video, Also, oh, what did the actual body have to do to produce this mat? version of it right but yeah I think I think as a, as a performer when I see a video work actually what I'm seeing is maybe this is a bit strange but what I'm seeing is the size of the screen in relation to my body what I'm seeing is the texture of the screen or the texture that I'm being made to see on the screen and I register it a lot as like light because it's, it's actually quite bright Like, again, maybe that's a bit strange to to say about uh, video stuff, but I generally find screen-related works just, like, the light is very central for me. But I do feel that a video has a body. It's just that the body is not the body on the screen. The body is, like, what is being shown on, and the kind of light, like, the intensity of the video uh, image, and actually the angle of the video. Like, I mean, if it's a film... Um, then it's
1: sort of like the eyes of the body. So it's actually not the movements at all. You don't really capture onto. I guess because you don't really see it as performance, so the movement itself is not really prominent.
0: Yeah, not so much. I think that because the avatar's movement in your work was also quite subtle, mm-hmm. so then I could see how it was performing, but then it wasn't really like a body that I could access or touch uh, in a way that maybe even a filmed body can be accessed like when I see a body that's filmed I think I can still sort of see what the impulse is in the body or what it's handling like maybe I can see that it's in pain or this movement is taking a lot of strength and that just going like into it yeah I feel like it's hard for an avatar at this point to successfully mimic a human body at least at this scale lah. Thank you for listening to Generative Dreaming. Zafir currently has a work on show at the Singapore Art Museum as part of the exhibition titled Can Everybody See My Screen? which closes 11 December 2022. You can also follow them at Zafir Yap on Instagram or check out their work at zafiryap.com That's X-A-F-I-E-R-Y-A-P Zafir Yap Generative Dreaming is a podcast by Feelers, which is housed within Potato Productions. The incredible music you hear is by Madam Data. We'll catch you in the next episode.